WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Here we go once again. It's Monday morning and time for the Upfront program. You're Shirley Dick Bouchard sitting in solo, as I normally do, um, on Monday mornings. And uh, here it is, Monday morning, and here we are. Now, do I have anything ready? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and uh, I hope that uh, the things that I have ready for you um, get you to um, be interested in calling in. And being part of the program. Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. Anyway, here we are. And um, let's see what we got. Let's see. Uh, I had the day in history here. <laughs> now, that was from Saturday. State of New York. Saturday Soapbox. Oh. Oh, now I'm in trouble. <clears throat> because for some reason, I have Saturday Soapbox here. Hmm. Well, let me start off with this uh, piece that I don't remember that I got to on the Saturday Soapbox. Um, and this has to do with Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin who's working to end fines and fees and develop a reimbursement process for businesses who are unjustly subjected to COVID-19 pandemic shutdown violations. Did you hear about this? The GOP governor, who uh, issued an executive order on Tuesday, says he's rolling back the strict COVID enforcement policies that were enacted by the previous governor, Ralph Northam. Youngkin, he's a political newcomer. He flipped a typically blue state in 2021. And he was running on a pro-parent. In other words, you parents should decide um, what's being taught to your kids in school. And anti-Biden administration policies, including the outlandish pandemic response. His new order directs his state government agencies to report... The fines and fees that businesses throughout Virginia had to pay that were forced on them during the shutdown. The governor also tapped the finance secretary, and this is the part I like the best, to create a reimbursement procedure for penalized businesses. In other words, give back the paid fines. I mean, isn't that unheard of? I mean, whoever paid a fine and ever and then had it pay back to you. Wow. That's a biggie. <laughs> At least in my opinion, it's a biggie. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Okay, so this indeed is the upfront program. We're so glad to be back with you and I really hope that uh, you're enjoying the program. Um let's see. <clears throat> What's next here? I think we got to click 
something called playlists. What do we click here anyway? Hey, uh, one of you guys. <laughs> I'm just curious. All right. If you build up. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the problem I'm having here is that I somehow picked up the wrong package to bring into the studio. That's the problem. <laughs> so, um, not sure where I left it. It's somewhere in the building. Let's see. Oh, by the way, did you watch the football game? Speaking of technical uh, problems, is it was it me, or uh, I? I was watching. I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Channel Eleven, and then the screen went bananas, and then we had essentially a test pattern, and then all of a sudden we were watching another football game. Did did that happen to you? I mean. Uh, and I don't know, was it Carolina or some? I had no idea what was going on. Uh, anyway, I was so disappointed with the Tampa Bay-San uh, Francisco game that I was getting ready to turn it off anyway when suddenly the screen went bananas. I assume that happened to you no matter whether you were in Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Now... My understanding is that Channel 4, I thought, was going to carry it out of Boston. But I'm, I wasn't sure about that either. Today, uh, it's so confusing as to what is going on with who, uh, you know, who does what and what have you. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is I thought probably the most interesting thing that I brought up on the Upfront program on... Saturday, or rather, that's called the Saturday Soapbox, right? Was the state of New York's idea to become state number six that would legalize human composting. And I was shocked to learn, you know, when I, when I come across a story that I said, gee, maybe our audience would be interested in this. I discovered there were five other states that already had a law that allowed it. And those states were California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Vermont. And there's people waiting in, in line. Well, first they've got to die, I guess. But uh, they say that 1,200 people are waiting to pay $7,000 for the process that is done in containers that are specially built for human composting. Wow. And, and I, I read this story uh, three or four times before I rewrote it. There were only 30 special composting coffins available. And, uh, you know, once they start using one, it's not available for 30 days because that's how long the process takes. And then afterwards, they take the remains, what's left, they sift it. And they take out, let's say you've had a, a knee replacement. They, they th take out the titanium knee. They take out uh, the fact that you, you might have had a splint put in your leg. You might have been a football player. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, they sift all that stuff out and they... 
put it in their metal recycling bin, I guess. And then they take whatever bones didn't uh, decompose and they pulverize them. And then they take that bone dust and add it to the mixture, which now gets into a curing bin for an additional month. So that makes 30 composting coffins available for the next batch. Now, with 1,200 people waiting for this service, <laughs> I predict it's going to be a long time before they catch up. And um, But they, I, the, the final thing is they take, after the second month of curing, as they call it, they, the contents that were originally a, a human being weighing X number of pounds boils down to what would normally fit in a large crock pot. And they hand that large container to the family or friends of the deceased. Now, the Daily Mail, where I got the story, mentions that 57% of Americans currently choose cremation over embalming a body burial. And they either bury the ashes in a cemetery or bring them home in a small container, or in the case of Joe Britt, the man who hired me here at W1RI, we scattered his ashes down at the base of the radio tower. My source, the dailymail.com. Not an interesting uh, story, and I was kind of wondering if I could get anybody to call and talk to me about it, because... I don't know. I I thought it was a good idea because I think, frankly, I'd I'd probably help tomatoes or or cucumbers or peppers grow a lot better than if you were using ordinary compost. This is the WNRI up front program. I think I know what program I'm doing now, and. Uh, we're here until 9 o'clock this morning. So, do you have any comments on anything that you might have heard about over the weekend? I know that um, I've got many things to talk about, and I'd like to get to them <laughs> as soon as I can. But in the meantime, let's do this. So, what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, Fillet young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. All right. And of course, Grumpy's is open seven days a week, so you can head over there for lunch if you choose to. Emergency crews in Kansas. Guess what? They've plugged the leak. They labored all weekend to clean up the largest U.S. crude oil spill in nearly a decade after a mysterious rupture. You notice how they, how they phrase that mysterious rupture? 
occurred in the Keystone Pipeline. I haven't got a clue. It's, did somebody uh, abuse it somehow? Somebody drive a car into it? Who knows? Somebody shoot bullets in it? I don't know. The pipeline runs from Canada, ladies and gentlemen, all the way to Oklahoma. And it lost, they say, about 14,000 barrels of uh, kind of oil that needs to be refined. Uh, it's a spill larger than all prior breaches of the Keystone system combined, officials said. Now, the spill sent oil gushing into a creek running through rural pasture land in Washington County, Kansas. And that's, in case you're not familiar with the geography of Kansas, it's about 150 miles northwest of Kansas City. Pretty rural area. Federal investigators at the scene trying to help determine what caused the leak into the Keystone Pipeline, which normally carries 622,000 barrels of oil per day from Canada to U.S. refineries and export hubs. So uh, that was almost one day of oil uh, spilled. Again, that's that heavy, gooky stuff. At the same time of the incident, the pipeline was operating within its design and regulatory approval requirements, the company said. So for now, what caused the breach is unknown. My source, thedailymail.com. You are in tune with the up front program. Did you know, in addition to the Marine and the black female, very tall basketball player that we talked about on the Saturday Soapbox, there are also another 15 Americans who are still being retained in Russian prisons that Joe Biden seems to have zero concern about. Thanks to the David Horowitz front page.com, I learned about a school teacher, for example, from the U.S. who's been in prison for over a year after he was caught by Russian customs bringing in, guess what, 17 grams of medical marijuana that he takes for spine condition. Biden chose to trade a black lesbian pothead basketball player who hates America Instead of a retired school teacher or a U.S. Marine, who some people are saying on the Internet now, he was uh, discharged from the Marine Corps. And uh, exactly why, I don't know, and I don't care. I bet you didn't know that Mark Fogel, 61, was sentenced to 14 years in a maximum security Russian prison after he was caught with that 17 grams of medical marijuana that was discovered in his luggage. Now, how is his case any different from that of a basketball player who was detained less than a month for the same charge? What do you think? Isn't that unfair? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. In any event, uh, 
I wanted to share that story with you as well here on the Upfront program. It's Monday morning. Uh, Jeff tells me that I might uh, also be on sometime today. Um, and that's interesting. Um, so I may be on a little bit uh, this afternoon. We'll see what happens. He has uh, an appointment. Violent and disrespectful classroom behavior has led to a staggering 50 teachers and bus drivers deciding to quit a Florida school district in the past two years. That doesn't seem to be a, a large number, but I wanted to run the story by you because my cousin happens to be a um, head of maintenance in the uh, school system that's operated down in Broward County. Now, Broward County is not Brevard County, but Broward County includes Fort Lauderdale. And my cousin tells me the worst thing that ever happened in his, I think, 20-some-odd years of being a head custodian down there. The worst thing, he said, is TikTok. He says, TikTok is destroying school systems. Well, let me get back to the story. On an everyday Thursday, <clears throat> they offered an unvarnished and often disturbing glimpse into the state of the classrooms down in Brevard County. For example, on an everyday basis, I'm deflecting being attacked, scratched, headbutted, pushed, hit, said one teacher. That's one teacher. The teacher said, I had my hair pulled, and I was pulled down to the ground. I had my throat gone on multiple occasions, no doubt from yelling at the kids. It's an everyday basis problem right now. I have students who are afraid every day of being in the classroom. And she said, it's just not fair to them. Now, remember now, this is in Florida. Is, are you getting similar reports from people related to you about craziness in the classrooms? I mean, that, that's really my question to you. Hi, you're first on the Upfront program. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Thanks for taking my call. I don't like to take your time away from you, but there's two quick things. First one, I just had a call. I don't answer it unless the name comes up. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's CVS Healthcare. I picked it up in this voice. Oh, gra oh Grandma, Grandma. I said, who's this? He said, your grandson. I said, which one? He said, Michael. I said, I don't have a Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. So, oh, that's very interesting that it came up on your um, screen saying it was from CVS, though. Boy, they are getting more and more sophisticated by the day. And one more quick thing. Uh, as far as cremation, one of my sisters that passed away, she was an operation room nurse. Okay. And when she passed away, she had it set up that Brown, you can call Brown University. They they take the 
take the person right from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then she felt like she'd still be teaching people. They take out what they want, whatever is left. They cremate it, and then they give it back to, uh, in this case, it was her husband, my brother-in-law, at no charge. That was interesting. Yeah, I know a lot of people who have done that. In other words, uh, you've basically willed your body to the medical establishment, and uh, they may find something of uh, value uh, from your body to transplant, for example, into someone else. And and uh, I believe that would appear on your driver's license as well, that you've oh. uh, done that. Uh, did you know that? You can tell them when you renew your driver's license if that's what you want and wish. So that, uh, let's say you're in an auto accident and you get killed, I, you know, heaven forbid, but uh, the police uh, and the EMTs right away would know that that person has uh, agreed to that sort of thing. So that that's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Well, the thank o- you for bringing that to our attention. The OTC thing, I order it over the phone because sometimes before when I go to the store, they wouldn't have what I wanted. I call over the phone, it gets delivered a couple of days. Anyways, thank you for taking my call. Right, and we've done that as well uh, at your suggestion, and it works really good. Thank you, Helen. Bye-bye. You have a good day, and thanks for the call. This is the Upfront Program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard. You want to will your body to the medical profession? You can do that. And if you want to... uh, you want to do this cremation uh, thing uh, that I talked about, um, well, you can arrange that with uh, your funeral parlor. Uh, and But if you want to <laughs> have your body composted like I talk about, you're going to have to live in one of the six states that I talked about earlier. You are listening to the WNRI Upfront Program. Whether you like it or not, snow is coming soon. Are you ready to control it? Tony's State Line Power Products at 271 Main Street in Blackstone has the king of the snow, Aaron's Snow Throwing Equipment. Come on in and talk to Tony and she'll size up how much of a snow throwing experience you need. We have a full line of Aaron's Snow Throwers to handle your property from 20 inches to 36 inches of clearing capacity. We also have portable generators by Generac and Husqvarna for your emergency power needs. Come see our huge selection at State Line Power Products in Blackstone. Showroom open Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. Tony's State Line Power Power Products is ready for this winter. Are you? <laughs> well, I hope you are. Uh, we're off to uh, a running start here with the snow that uh, came down overnight. As I heard uh, somebody tell uh, Jeff earlier this morning, uh, around three inches uh, out in the Barville area. And uh, that's uh, pretty much what we expected in about an inch or so here in the greater Woonsocket area. And uh, the forecast was pretty much on target. Elon Musk has done some fact-checking on some lies that were told by guess who? You ready? Who's the guess who? Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. It seems that um, uh, Schiff had posted slurs against black people. Uh, He posted this comment that slurs against uh, black people have tripled. He, he did this on Twitter. Slurs against women are up 33%, said Adam Schiff. He said slurs against Jewish people are up 61%. 
and slurs against gay men are up 58%. Where in the hell did he get those numbers from? And, of course, he had no source. These numbers are abysmal and unacceptable, said Adam Schiff, and I am demanding action. Well, <laughs> Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, responded on Twitter that... That's all right. All right. <laughs> all right. I got it. Elon Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, responded on Twitter that Schiff's statements are totally false and hate speech impressions. And the uh, numbers that he mentioned were totally wrong. They're down by a third. And uh, Twitter... Uh, has all of this information to throw at Adam Schiff. It's about time. This lying son of a bee has been lying for at least five years. And nobody's picked him up on it. But now, thanks to Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, he's got the twits. Or the tweets, rather. The twits. <laughs> the twits. Is, I like twits better than tweets. He's got the actual tweets that were written by that creep, Adam Schiff. And by the way, did you know that Schiff represents California? And I picked up this little tidbit of information um, that Melissa Robin Schiff, the daughter of Marlene Schiff of New York, and the late Dr. Haskell Schiff was married May 5th to Robert Daniel Soros. Does that name ring a bell with you? Well, it turns out that <laughs> she married uh, the son of Mr. and Mrs. George Soros, both of New York. Buried in the bowels of cyberspace. You cannot connect Schiff and Soros Association. However, we all know... The connection is there because the marriage took place. Hey, let's hope the new Republican Congress subpoenas him and makes him answer for all the lies he told in the so-called Russia investigation. For example, who was the non-existent secret whistleblower, Adam? I mean, we asked that question a hundred times here and up front. He should be prosecuted for lying to Congress. And did you know that Elon... Uh, Elton John claims that he's leaving Twitter because of free speech going unchecked. I guess he missed the fact that Musk did af go after Adam Schiff, who lied, with any backup for what he said on Twitter. Elton John is retiring anyway. Musk responded to Elton John asking, quote, if he was speaking of any specific misinformation, I would love to see exactly what it is. And he added, I love your music. I hope you come back. Is there any misinformation in particular you're concerned about? And Musk is sharp, isn't he? No answer from the rocket man, Elton John. Say, if you're black or you were a Pacific Island woman and you were pregnant, guess what? In San Francisco is where you should be living. You know why? Because I learned this morning that the woke city of San Francisco will pay you between 600 to to $1,000 a month 
for an entire year or until the $5 million they've got set aside for the abundant birth program that's being offered in conjunction with another outfit called Expanding Justice. So far, 150 pregnant women are getting the money so far just for being pregnant, if they were black, if you live in San Francisco. But guess what? They say the program is so popular that in 2023, they're going to expand the program to the following counties. Los Angeles County, Riverside County, Contra Costa County, and Alameda County. And they say they've already got 425 who have applied who will be added to the giveaway. But seems to me this would probably coax, hey, 1000 bucks a month for being pregnant for a whole year. You know, three months for free. <laughs> this just in from Australia. If you're unemployed and have refused to take a COVID shot, guess what? Your unemployment checks will stop. My source, citizenfreepress.com. Hey, Boston saw its first snowfall yesterday and overnight that turned the streets white. In central and eastern Massachusetts, some towns out there saw as little as a half an inch to as much as three inches of snow, kind of what we're, we got in the western part of our state. Despite the relatively small amounts of accumulations, guess what? Officials reported serious car crashes as early as 5 o'clock last night that actually shut down some highways in Belmont, Wellesley, Methuen, Merrimack, and up there in Nashua, New Hampshire. NBC 10 Boston, we watch that channel a lot. That comes in over the air as 10.1. Also reported serious crashes in Newton and Billerica. The National Weather Service predicted... Snowfalls all set and has ended as of this morning. My source for that story was newsit.com. Did you hear about the 59-year-old man who was taking selfies yesterday at the summit of Mount Willard, somewhere in New Hampshire? What he did is he slipped and fell 300 feet to his death. A mountain rescue squad was called to the scene by his wife who heard him yell. As he fell, and they had to repel down the side of the 2,800-plus feet mountain in order to retrieve his body. They actually found it about 300 feet from where he fell. You're listening to the Upfront Program, Dick Bouchard, your host. Hello, you're next on WNRI. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you, too. <laughs> well, bonjour. <laughs> oui. Oui, uh, oui. That's, that's better. <laughs> well, yeah, I prefer I, French. I, prompted to, uh, I was prompted to call because, uh, you know, that offer of, for uh, some certain special people in California, oh, that will prompt. you got to be black, the, though. Well, no, no, I'm not. But, you know, the yeah. thing is, my <laughs> comment about this is that's fine. Yeah. Maybe some people will move there and leave some of the, you know, other states that they're moving to to, you know, ruin uh, the ones that are on the right track, shall I say. Yeah, I've been uh, hearing that. In fact, I've been hearing that from some people I know in New Hampshire, for example. And certainly mm. my buddy in Vermont, when he moved there about 40 years ago... It was basically a, 
a conservative state. It was mostly and Republicans. Normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but he watched it turn a little bit at a time, you know, and all of a sudden he ended up uh, saying, what the hell has happened to my state? As people said, from New York and Massachusetts said, mm -hmm. I'd kind of like to have a place in Vermont. But of course, they go there and they'd, register, they'd vote there and things have changed. Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, sorry. I think Johnny, was it Johnny Carson that coined the term as, as the worm turns? Which, <laughs> you know, kind of applies. Yeah. Uh, what's happened here, too? Uh, you know, uh, yes, it we, really we has. We don't have to throw a rock very far to, you know, hit the socialist regime in the head. Uh, we've got it right around. Just look around. Uh, so the other thing that that prompts me to say is that, and I'm going to apologize to Helen. I'm calling up because I want to talk to Mr. Bouchard and, and the listeners. Um, okay. the, thing, the other thing is that um, I remember when I was, it prompted a memory. When I was in college, uh, you know, a number of years back, uh, they had this uh, URI in the uh, Rhode Island College were offering some deal for those people in uh, certain courses. Uh, and, and I was in the, one particular class, and, and they said, oh, but this is for, you know, a specific group of women. And I raised my hand and I said, how about 100% French-Canadian divorced, uh, you know, woman uh, living in one socket? Do I qualify for anything? And of course, of course the answer said, was no. no. Oh, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> and, and so I, I was just, you know, wanted to toss that in on our, uh, you know, sad <laughs> days. But the other thing is you, you uh, accidentally said the word twits when you were talking about tweets. That was pretty good, I thought, afterwards. Uh, uh, actually, it, it's a famous children's book. Yeah. The Twits is mm -hmm. the name of it, and it's by an author that I have read a number of his things, Raoul Dahl, D-A-H-L, mm -hmm. and it's about a spiteful, idle, wicked couple that uh, play jokes on each other. They're <laughs> nasty people. So, uh, you know, it, it sounds like Adam Schiff and his family. <laughs> <laughs> sure does, doesn't it? Oh. Uh, on that note, I'll let you get back to more serious business. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the levity. Thank you very much, Doctor Carroll. <laughs> we need it once in a while. Yeah. yeah. A well, you, yeah, you you earned uh, you earned the title. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And thank bye -bye. you so much for calling. Bye bye. All right. So this Doctor Carroll checking in with uh, a little humor uh, here on Upfront WNRI. <clears throat> so let's see if this one works. Well. We're trying, maybe. Looking to have your hair cut? How about trying the Style Barbershop? 697 Wood Avenue in Socket. They're open Monday to Saturday from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And now they have three barbers to serve you. Children are also welcome. And there's free parking right behind the shop. All hairstyles for all ages. You can call and make an appointment. But walk-ins are also welcome. For appointments, call 401 744 46280. That's the Style Barbershop, 697 Wood Avenue. Try them out. Well, Tom Brady's homecoming to Northern California, where he was born, with his parents watching in the stands, was ruined. 
by the San Francisco 49ers with a flawless performance by, of all things, their third-string quarterback. The Niners pillaged the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Score was 35-7. to Like I said, I didn't get to see the rest of the game because I think they had technical difficulties out there on the West Coast. That leaves them with a precarious one-game lead over the Carolina Panthers and the idle Atlanta Falcons. Brady did uh, throw a pair of interceptions, but he also uh, threw a touchdown pass to Evans, but it got taken back. They threw a flag. USA Today, who hates Tom Brady, trust me, (laughs) suggested it occasionally looked like he should consider not playing in 2023. I I don't agree with that. I guess they missed his super performance that I watched last week. USA Today, they hate Brady. Hey, welcome to the 10th month anniversary of what? Well, it's the 10th month anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and Valdemar Putin. This was, uh, and it's really been a hardship on the Ukrainians who live there, but uh, it has exposed Russia as, and these are my words, a toothless tiger, as a much smaller army, and even civilians, as I mentioned Saturday morning, have fought the Russians to a standstill. And believe it or not, at this time, after 10 months of a war inflicted by the Russian army. Russia has failed time and time again to take the capital of Kiev and at this time doesn't hold a single city in all of the Ukraine. You see, you got conscripted soldiers. In other words, they were drafted. Many have shed their uniforms and fled. In other cases, they simply turned the tanks around and retreated. Hey, I've got some more news for you, news you didn't know. Church attendance continues on a downswing. Well, maybe you knew it. All you had to do was go to church and count the pews and who was sitting in them. Last year, Americans' membership in houses of worship fell below 50% for the first time since Gallup started its authoritative religion survey. You know how long they've been doing this survey? Ladies and gentlemen, it began in 1937, one year before I was born. Yep, the Gallup poll began, and here's the results of the first poll that they did. 70%, no matter what religion they were in, attended church. In 2020, before the pandemic, only 47% of Americans belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, according to the survey. And it's been trending downward since 2000. In other words, they're not coming back. And just so you know, young people are the largest group rejecting organized religion. And some churches are facing 
a real crisis. My source, by the way, kind of took me back a little bit, was NPR, nationalpublicradio.com. Now, one of the things that I, I like to do is I like to give you lists. And every now and then, I give you this list because I know a large segment of our audience own computers. And many of you use your computer to visit various websites. And there's a company that keeps track of your activity. And the name of the company is SimilarWeb.com. SimilarWeb.com. So their job is to not only give the top 50 websites that Americans visit, they also, and, and it would take way too long for me to give you what they call bounce rates and average time during your visitation. So we're going to skip all that. But I'm going to share with you the top 50 websites United States computer users use. And, of course, I suspect you're going to know who is number one, right? Do you know who's number one? I know who's number one. <laughs> it's the one that I use the most also. I, I hate to admit it, but I do. It's Google.com. Because why? Because it's a search engine. And sometimes I want to know the answer to something real quick. I go to Google.com and within a second I've got, got the answer. But what's number two? YouTube.com. And I'm going to drop the .com because I've got a long list here. Number three is Facebook. Number four is Amazon. And the category is, of course, shopping. Number five is Yahoo, which is uh, categorized mainly for news. Number six is Twitter, social media. So in spite of the fact that Twitter is being denigrated by some. It is in the top 10 websites in America. Number seven is one of my favorite websites. Uh, I use it a lot for music. Wikipedia.org. And it is what I call a reference site. Number eight is Instagram, a social media site. Number nine, Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T. Nancy uses that one. Social media and uh, some other things on Reddit that she checks out. Number 10 is an adult site that I won't mention. Number 11 is Discord, another social media site. Number 12 is an adult site that I won't mention. Number 13 is office.com, uh, and they say you can get software there. Number 14 is eBay. I use eBay. I sell some of my old radio stuff. I've, I've been a ham operator since I'm 14 years old. I'm 84. So you can imagine how much stuff I've accumulated over the years. Number 15 is an adult site. Number 16 is the NewYorkTimes.com. They keep falling further down. Um, they used to be way up there, but they are considered the number one a news source 
if you just subtract everything else from the list. Number 17 is ESPN. And guess what? Sports. Yeah. 18, Walmart shopping. 19, CNN news. 20, Netflix streaming. We're going to talk about Netflix streaming right after I finish this list. Number 21, LinkedIn.com. I keep track of a lot of people I used to work with at FEMA. I worked with hundreds of people. And many of them are on LinkedIn. And uh, it's called a social media network. How about number 22, MicrosoftOnline.com. Software, they claim. Number 23 is Live.com. They claim they, they do email on Live.com. Really? Never been there. Been to this site, though, and how about you? You know, when I'm going to do anything that I think might be politically incorrect for Google, I go to DuckDuckGo.com because I always find my answer there when Google will not answer my question if they consider my question to be coming from a conservative. It's as simple as that. Number 25 is msn.com, and I do pick up some stories from them once in a while. Number 26 is Bing, a horrible search engine. 27, instructure.com for science and education. 28, foxnews.com. I use them a lot. 29, weather.com. We use them here. 30, etsy.com. It's a shopping site. Got all kinds of stuff on that. 31 is Pinterest, another Nancy site. Uh, 32, I think she finds sewing things on there. 32 is Q-U-O-R-A.com. That's a reference encyclopedia also. Q-U-O-R-A. You might want to try it. 33 is Zoom. We've all heard of Zoom.us. Ever since the pandemic, you may not have heard about it before the pandemic, but you know about it now. They're number 33 on the list. 34 is TikTok. I hope TikTok uh, keeps falling down this list so that I don't have to mention them anymore. 35 is Roblox, R-O-B-L-O-X. Games, you win the computer games. 36 is Zillow, I'm on there a lot. It's a real estate site. 37, Target. I don't shop at Target. Number 38 is an adult site. 39 is Fandom.com for entertainment. Number 40 is Twitch TV for games again. And I've got 10 to go. Here we go. AccuWeather.com. I love them. 42, USPS. Use it all the time. U.S. Post Office. 43 is PayPal. Use them sometime. 44 is WorldStar.com. Never heard of them. 43 is Hulu. You know what that is. TV shows that stream. 46 is Indeed. Jobs and Career site. 43 is an adult site. 40, make that 40, 
eight, uh, seven is a, an adult site. 48 is AOL.com. I've had an AOL address ever since I had an Apple II computer. That's a, that's a long time ago. 49 is SharePoint. Uh, another computer site. And number 50 is T-Mobile. I guess uh, they are in that rank because a lot of people have T-Mobile telephones. Okay? Um, <clears throat> did you know that Americans are waking up to COVID vaccination side effects? They, as concern about this grows, that's what a recent Rasmussen poll reveals. It seems over 12 million Americans have experienced major side effects due to COVID vaccinations. Nearly 60% of Americans say they're concerned about adverse effects. And the report comes from Mark Mitchell, who's he? He's the head pollster of Rasmussen Reports. That coincides, frankly, what I've heard personally, volunteered by dozens of local people that I've talked to right here in Woonsocket. They told me after taking the first shot, they experienced side effects, and most of them said, hey, no more COVID shots for me. My source, the Daily Mail. So you have a homeowner's policy and you have insurance on your car, boat, motorcycle. Maybe you even got a summer home, a winter chalet. But do you have an all-state personal umbrella policy to protect you should there be a claim against you that's completely uncovered by your other policies? That's what an umbrella policy is all about. You could get sued for over a million dollars from the accident. Could be a dog bites somebody, somebody has an accident or on your push, slip and fall on the ice. Who knows? I could mention a dozen other scenarios that could make you legally responsible to pay for because the amount they sue for exceeds your current coverage. You got the idea. If you want some extra protection, why don't you call? 765-5000, or stop in and personally talk to the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency. People about investing in a pup. Available between $1 to $5 million. They're located across from Dowling Village, North Smithfield, the other office, 72 South Main Street in South Bellingham. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Hi, you're next. Go ahead on WNRI. Dick, I've learned two things this morning. One is that I should have invested in adult websites. What do you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know how you can do that. But uh, go ahead. Number two. <laughs> Number two. I think um, the COVID vaccine. I have not had any side effects because I have not gotten it. I still haven't gotten it. And I will tell you this. Just Me a little factoid. Yeah, I know people who have gotten it and have gotten COVID twice. Everyone I know that recovered from COVID only had it once. So mm-hmm. I, I know it's, we're going on years talking about this. I know it's dragging out, and I think people have heard me talk about this on the air in the past, but I feel like I'm getting vindicated for my, my initial skepticism, Bob. Well, I'm glad you heard the report from Rasmussen because uh, <laughs> they said 12 million Americans have experienced major side effects, not, not a couple. So uh, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I think I can sneak one more story in here. I think I have time. Did you know that airlines are lobbying to allow jet passenger planes to fly with just one pilot in the cockpit? Now, 
there, there's a shortage of pilots, and in some cases because the FAA forces passenger pilots to retire when they turn 35, no matter how healthy they are. So many of them end up taking jobs flying cargo planes. Uh, that, those are all jets. UPS, FedEx, and the like. The pilots' union is against relaxing the pilot co-pilot rule. Now, 117 people had comments on this story, and I, there, there was hardly nobody showing any support for the idea that only one person should be in the cockpit flying a jet aircraft with passengers. Now, I reported on November the 28th, if you're a regular listener, that the captain of a flight with 57 people on board collapsed at the wheel. And it turns out the co-pilot managed to take over, successfully bringing back the plane to O'Hare International Airport runway that serves Chicago. The pilot was pronounced dead at the hospital that he was taken to. LibertyDaily.com. So what do you think? You think uh, there should be only one person flying the plane? I don't think so. A couple of people makes a lot of sense in the cockpit. And I don't know if I got a little time because I thought I had made copies of the latest. Um, I don't know if I can get to it. I guess not. You know what? I'll be sitting in possibly for at least uh, the beginning of uh, primetime talk this afternoon. And maybe I can get to it then. And what what I had planned to get to is this. The fact that there's uh, uh, streaming. Streaming, according to Nielsen, the company that does this for a living, uh, they say that there's... Um, more people watching streaming than over-the-air television and cable combined. Streaming is now the primary way that people watch television. That's what they say. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.